Ladies and gentlemen, Chris, the Dating Doc here. This podcast episode is all about confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is a fallacy that makes us think in a very limited fashion. It's very rampant nowadays and totally affecting the way that people treat each other when it comes to modern dating. Listen to this podcast episode. You're going to love it. Stay tuned. As always, I have to do a little bit on what's going on in my life because again, I'm going to give y'all some good information on this podcast episode, but you're going to maybe get a good laugh about this. Okay. So I recently was contacted since, as we know, Valentine's is coming up at the time of this podcast episode. And I was invited to be a host for an event at a local place. Uh, I think I'm pretty much going to spoil this once I tell you the name of the event. And I noticed that as they gave me the proposal, they gave me the agreement. They uh, it details, you know, kind of what I'm supposed to do and what I'm getting back from them. And that's why I just did the whole weird, like head cocked to the side, kind of like what dogs do when they're confused, right? The little or interested in something. I was like, what? WTF moment here. I look at the agreement, zero compensation my way, and just an opportunity an opportunity to uh, to market as I'm hosting this event. Now, what I was supposed to do was I was supposed to host sort of a dating connection type of show, right? Where you have three contestants on one side and then you have the hidden bachelor, bachelorette, right? And I was supposed to do the whole mic, do a little bit of almost semi stand-up comedy and, and maybe some dating advice in between. But I'm thinking, wait a minute, I see this event is being promoted online, right? So it's a Facebook ad, which takes money, requires money. That is not free. I was told there'd be a DJ at the event. I doubt he's just gonna go out there and volunteer his time. Hmm. They tell me an entire stage has been created for this game. I know that that wasn't free. So all of a sudden, you're telling me the guy who's worked hard on his business, who has worked hard producing content like this, like YouTube, working with clients, virtual speed dating, et cetera, et cetera, to just show up for free because it's an opportunity. Now this may come off some kind of way, but I have worked my ass off too long. I work with clients that pay for my service I have folks that pay for virtual speed dating for you to have the audacity for me to show up for free. And then all of a sudden, when I when I respond and I say, look, with all due respect, and I really, it was all through text. It was all an email. So it was all respectful. You didn't want to hear my tone, but it was a very respectful email. I said, hey, you know, I, I noticed... Um, you know, there wasn't any compensation on the, on this. And old Chris, right? Old Chris that was starting his business would have been like, oh man, it's an opportunity. I can't believe I'm working with this organization. This is really going to bring some exposure to me. That's old Chris. New Chris knows his value. I know that just me being there will bring more singles to this event. So they will make more money. I know that even if people don't know who I am, I'm bringing entertainment value slash 
expert advice at the same time. Something they could not do when it comes to dating, when it comes to being off the cuff with my jokes and tying things into, into dating advice and being able to quickly answer questions on the fly. Something they will not be able to do, right? Which is a skill. If, if Joe Blow next, next door could do it, it's not a skill in my opinion. But you want me to come out there for free because it's an opportunity. People, you need to respect your boundaries when it comes to your employer, when it comes to friends, family. If they do not reciprocate that love and, and they want they want to get you on some of that narcissistic type of language, forget about them. Forget about them. So drum roll. This event, drum roll, is or was called, if they're still going to do it, Meet Your Next Ex. It's a dating singles event called Meet Your Next Ex. Now, here's the thing about me. I am not advocating that every single person needs to be in the relationship. But if you have an event called Meet Your Next Ex, what kind of messaging are you telling me? Because I'll tell you what, I have gone through the phase of having short-term relationships with women that did not make the cut of being quote unquote my ex, but I'm still in contact with. And obviously I've dated long-term, you know, women that I've been in relationships with. But when I met them, I didn't think here's going to be my next ex. No, I was ready to add value into their lives, knowing that they're going to add value into my lives. And we're going to teamwork this and get into a relationship. I didn't think I'm going to meet my next ex. So they met their next ex when it comes to business. All right. And if you're from San Antonio and you know about this event, I'm going to give you the nitty gritty. Okay, that's exactly what happened. I was supposed to be involved in this event. But you're talking to assertive yet respectful yet professional Chris. That means I can still be professional, but not just be a nice guy that's going to say, cool, I'll go out there for free. That's not fair. I'm professional because I respect my boundaries. I respect my brand not going to have my brand be involved in an event called Meet Your Next Ex, regardless of how modern dating or what modern dating has become. So hopefully this is a lesson for anyone out there that, yes, you can still be nice and respectful and yet assertively respect yourself and boundaries when it comes to business, relationships, friendships, etc. So, yeah, they met their next ex. All right. Yes, we're in an epidemic. It is a, it is a social disease when we will only look at information that appeases us, information that we agree with, and we ignore information that contradicts ours, even if deep down we know it's true. Now, it's gotten to the point where it's normalized. It's almost accepted because of this collective voice. Where, for example, if let's say you agree that the world is flat, you're the only person in a 200 mile radius who believes that the world is flat. And even when presented with evidence from heck, from when Galileo himself found that the world was round to scientific evidence, whether it is 
proof of the stratosphere, proof of how is it that a basketball can warp in its trajectory if you launch it off the top of the Grand Canyon, for example, right? All, all this mounting evidence, but you will still believe the world is flat because guess what? There's blogs, there's message boards, there's people that are part of a community that agrees with what you agree with. Even though deep down, yes, you have seen numerous footage. Footage from way back in the days when they couldn't do CGI, they couldn't do this advanced Photoshop of someone, whether it's an astronaut, whether it's a space station member, looking back at Earth, which is obviously round. But regardless, you appeal to emotion, which we're not going to concentrate on that fallacy as much, but you stick to this confirmation bias. You know, say, you know what? No, I got my crew over here that believes it's flat. I believe them. And I've seen the blogs. I've seen the articles that say the world is flat. So yes, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that. Why do I explain this? Why do I explain confirmation bias? First off, let's go into the the more formal definition of confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is the tendency to interpret new evidence as confirmation of one's existing beliefs or theories. All right. So an example of a confirmation bias. Imagine that a person holds a belief that left-handed people are more creative than right-handed people. Whenever this person encounters a person that is both left-handed and creative, they place greater importance on this evidence that supports what they already believe. Right? And it's the same example as I used when it came to flat earth conspiracists and uh, obviously folks that believe that the world is round. You're always going to lean towards information that has anything to do with the world being flat if you're a flat earth theorist or conspiracist so how does that how is that relevant to dating heck yeah it is think about it if you believe that all men and all women are the same based on your bias which could be failed relationships toxic relationships constant rejection you are going to believe that all men are the same when it comes to dating or that all women are the same what's unfortunate is that there is a lot of voices especially from the manosphere right a a sphere that unfortunately sometimes i'm lumped into even though i don't welcome it the manosphere being the various cast and characters that belong to content creation, such as YouTube, such as Spotify, podcasts, like the one you're listening to. And we deal with issues when it comes to men and women and dating from a man's perspective. The manosphere is guilty of confirmation bias where they will say all women are the same, hypergamy, et cetera, et cetera. No evidence presented that a hundred percent or even 95% of women are all the same. No evidence presented. If evidence is presented, it's very skewed evidence. Inversely, we have third wave, fourth wave feminists that focus on equality. They're only going to focus some of the more extreme versions that 
on topics and themes that have to deal with being against the patriarchy, but may not touch topics that deal with, for example, inequality when it comes to men, child support, alimony, some of the um, custody battles, some of the industries that are more geared towards women that have a very subtle discriminatory tone when it comes to men. Because technically, yes, men should be able to work out Hooters. Do I recommend it given the branding? Probably not, but you don't see that. You don't see a woman protesting for that type of equality. Let me know if there is something out there um, protesting Hooters uh, equality. I don't know if that exists. But back to the point at hand, yes, confirmation bias is very important when it comes to the dating world and relationships. If you are stuck in the mindset that all women and all men are the same, you should not be dating. Stick around and learn why. The reason that I advise against dating if your head is filled with confirmation bias if for example you think all men or all women are the same is because you really do not bring much value until you have adopted a more open-minded mindset that sounded redundant there what i mean by this is you are only going to be in the business of wanting to be proven wrong instead of focusing on a teamwork mentality, instead of focusing on what can I do better for him or her? No, it's going to be a very self-serving relationship where you're always on guard. You're always wondering, what is this person going to do wrong or right to affirm my beliefs? And if they are doing the opposite, for example, let's say they're not a cheater, let's say they're not toxic, then all of a sudden, You're wondering, oh, there there must be a a trick here. There must be a catch. Why is this person a healthy dater or a healthy boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife? Something must be up here because you're so stuck to your confirmation bias. You're so stuck on the fact that you are handicapped when it comes to your decision-making and rational thinking skills. You want to be proven right, even at the cost of almost a self-fulfilling prophecy of seeking out a cheater or a toxic person because that's what you know. And what's going to end up happening, you know, it's important to understand this because it may lead people to hold strongly to a false belief or give more weight to information that supports their beliefs than is warranted by the evidence, as as I'm talking about. These factors lead to risky decision making. And you're going to overlook warning signs and other important information, which is funny because ironically, you may adopt a confirmation bias because you feel that's going to protect you from warning signs. But in actuality, you end up in a more of a danger zone. You overlook those warning signs and important information because you're more focused on proving yourself right or wrong based on information that may not be true, but it's what you're biased. 
So um, this next section, we're going to go into some tips here um, on how to over- overcome that and how to expand your mind when it comes to having a confirmation bias. Stay tuned. Let's talk about how to overcome confirmation bias and more importantly, expand your mind. First off, don't be afraid. You sometimes use fear, again, you, aka those that can resonate with this confirmation bias or having a confirmation bias. You use fear as a way to protect yourself, but you understand that that's not the right method, but it's what you're comfortable with. So first off, do not be afraid. That's the only way that you're going to be able to overcome this confirmation bias. If not, you're going to become a slave to it. Second, which I think is very important, is know that your ego doesn't want you to expand your mind. Your pride, aka your ego, says, no, I will not believe that men can treat me well. I will not believe that a woman is not after my money only. That is your pride and ego. And unfortunately, as I mentioned, some folks that are giving you advice may not be the most healthy useful advice will use those generalizations or that bias which again is a fallacy out of pride out of ego based on their failures based on their experiences they'll tell you hey all women all women or all men are the same so don't chase after them don't even try but yeah we're going to teach you how to chase them (laughs) that makes no sense so again remember that your ego doesn't want you to expand your mind which leads to number three think for yourself part of confirmation bias is that it wants a crowd misery wants company right the old cliche and the more you want to become part of a group or association the less likely you will think for yourself because there's a lot of societal and peer pressure and group pressure to fall in some sort of guideline. That's why I'm very opposed to this pill mentality that that's rampant in the manosphere. So again, think for yourself. Be open-minded. You have your own interests. You have your own hobbies. You have your own thoughts. You have your own goals. Express those the way you want them. Number four, if you want to expand your mind, you must be okay with disagreements. You don't run away from them, especially for the ones to initiate them. Understand, and what one of the mantras that I, I always adhere to, which I borrow from, from Buddhism, is don't avoid suffering, embrace suffering. It will happen. At the point of this podcast, as, as you're hearing this, you will face some sort of suffering, or you may be the cause of suffering. That's guaranteed. And it's okay to have disagreements. You are totally fine with having disagreements. Remember that. You end up growing stronger with disagreements instead of thinking, oh my gosh, here goes another situation. And then you run away. You're not even practicing those skills of how to have healthy communication. So that's how you're going to expand your mind. Number five, ask good questions. Ask deep questions. Get to really know the person. Ask good questions to the person in the mirror. 
What has caused me to believe that all women are men are the same? Why do I think that? Do I really think that? Or is this just a way for me to stay protected from possible pain? Ask those hard, good questions. Ask a potential partner. How do you communicate if there's ever disagreement? Right? And then it gives you an option to express how you deal with disagreements. And if you don't like your own answer, then dwell on it and fix it. Number six, this is more if you're in a relationship, if you're starting to date someone, keep information channels open. Don't close them off because of your ego. Don't close them off because you want to be proven right when it comes to something toxic that you believed in the past. Keep the information channels open. No one wants that to be closed undeservingly. No one. If you're not in any kind of mental or, or physical danger, you have no reason to not keep those information channels open. So hopefully you enjoy that. Apply those. Again, I'm going to recap. Don't be afraid is number one. Number two, know that your ego doesn't want you to expand your mind. Number three, think for yourself. Number four, if you want to expand your mind, you must be okay with disagreements. Number five, ask good questions. Number six, keep information channels open. All right, learn, apply, think about these, use them. wanted to do one little last segment here to frame some questions here that can help you realize if you have ever been a victim of confirmation bias. And I say victim because, again, your mind has plenty of influence on how you are as a person and the beliefs and and really physically how you take care of yourself if you have bias. For example, if you tell yourself that all vegans uh, or, you know, man bun wearing, um, very off-putting, obnoxious, elitist when it comes to their health. You may miss out on some of their diets or some of the, the meals that they make because you have a bias towards them. Or, you know, again, if you are of one political party and you assume that every single person that is of another, you know, party is this way, because guess what? You've read so many articles about it that you certainly you certainly are in that confirmation bias again you you've confirmed this through limited information that may not consider the other side so here's some questions that you can ask yourself when it comes to dating and confirmation bias so you can ask yourself out of the seven billion people on this earth are all men or all all women really the same think about that for a second if you really believe that the opposite gender right if you're heterosexual relationship heterosexual dating are all the same what evidence do you base that on if inversely you are a man you think all women are the same and then you meet a woman 
who thinks all men are the same. How will you personally prove her different? Okay, see what we're getting at with this. Why do you have a bias? Is it possible to remove biases and still be aware, still be someone who can protect your financial assets as well as your emotional energy? Can you see that as possible? Or do you truly feel that having a bias benefits you? And lastly, if you feel that people around you have a confirmation bias on beliefs that you disagree with, how do you empower them to expand their mind? Again, I wanted to provide some space in there because purposely wanted you to, to think about this. And if you're writing it down, even, even better. These are some questions that I came up with that would hopefully frame how all of us can be guilty of a little bit of confirmation bias and how you can use bits and pieces of it to still be, as I alluded to, a protected, knowledgeable person who is not chained, who is not a slave to bias. Because bias shrinks your brain, not literally, obviously, but it will shrink your level of thinking. And in a life that should be led by always growing and learning, we don't want that. So, hope you enjoyed that part. Let's see what else we got.